Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hi guys. What's up? Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode. Yes. As you can see, (laughs) we have a new studio. (laughs) Which is just a little bit away from the previous studio, which yeah. is just right there. Um, you can see the map, kind yes. of, if I haven't cut it out of the video. Uh-huh. Um, we like to shift, you know, we're we're just kind yes. of moving to different areas of my apartment, uh, <laughs> yeah. apparently. <clears throat> well, first is... we started with moving to different areas of my apartment. That's true, yeah. And now we're moving to different areas of Daniel's apartment. So do you know, if you think about it, Rose, we've actually had one, two, three, four, five. This will be our sixth area of recordation. We had we had six studios. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. We'd be we'd be balling. We can pay be. for six studios. Oh, well, you know when you're when you're <laughs> one of the one of the top listened podcasts on on Spotify. <laughs> no, actually, I was listening to um a podcast today. Yeah. And it, no, it wasn't a, a, I think I was watching a YouTube video and mm-hmm. then somebody was talking about podcasts and like how to make money on podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the things that he mentioned was like um, if you have like a thousand listens or thousand downloads per episode, then you're considered like one of the top, like, I can't remember what the number was, but it was like yeah. one of the top. Really? <laughs> yeah. So we're, I mean, we don't have, a, I don't think we have a thousand, do we? I think we have a thousand, over a thousand listeners for sure. We have over a thousand listeners? <coughs> okay. I have no idea how many listeners we have, um, but love you guys all. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah. are we allowed to talk about the number of listeners? Yeah, I don't know. I okay. don't see why not. <laughs> But I th- we're one of the top, Daniel. No, we're not one of the top. <laughs> okay, no, I don't look up statistics. I know you need to look it up, but buddy. Um, okay, let me let me because like okay, the thing is, we could be one of the top because so many podcasts exist, right? That's think true. Think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like when you think you're not rich, but then actually considering the entire world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't that's, know that's if actually, that's a good analogy. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, though. It kind of makes sense. Because you're right, because there are so many podcasts now, like literally there's mm-hmm. like probably a bazillion. Yeah. So obviously we're not like top 1%, which exactly. is like Joe Rogan or whatever. Yeah. And then, but then there's like, you know, the, it gets, you know, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gets like different tiers top and different podcast. I don't even know how to search this. I know. Podcast stats are weird anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, anyway guys, sorry. But I know, we dig- he said we something. Dig- we digress. We digress. All right, guys. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> So coming coming to you from one of the top podcasts in the world. Yes. <laughs> you We're guys are now listening to one of the top <laughs> Top, I guess. One of the top 50. Top. <laughs> <laughs> no, not top, like 50%. Top 50%. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I mean, we don't know. Top we, 50% of podcasts in the oh world. God damn. How we get there, I don't know. How we got there. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> tell your friends, tell your family, guys. Yes. Uh, so today's story, which I found out as I was coming to this studio, yeah, uh, breaking news. It is breaking news. Like, Mother this of is, God, this is pretty big news, guys. Bill and Melinda Gates, Bill Gates and his wife are divorcing after 27 years of marriage. I'm sure by tomorrow this is going to be like all over. Oh everywhere. yeah, it will be like it's already all over everywhere. <clears throat> yeah, it's been picked up. Like, uh, there's already been an article on it. Like, I when know did he, this come out? He like tweeted right. Like, yeah, he um, tweeted. That recently. was today. So what are your thoughts on this? Okay, so they've been they, they've been married for twenty seven years. Like to me, I don't. That's okay. almost our entire life. Oh, Daniel, you'd be kind to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd be thirty two, going on thirty three. I do know that, so I would have been five. So <laughs> from my true. five years old yes. and the rest of my life. Uh huh. So like a large percentage of our lives. Yes. Which yes. is crazy. The, the majority of our lifetime. Yeah. That's crazy. To be with, like, this is what I don't understand. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> there's something we're missing. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I just get like, okay, I get like, I get why people get divorced and it's like a very like common thing nowadays. People like splitting up, divorcing and whatever. But when people are together for so long, right? I'm like, it's crazy. It and does, they built like a full life together and an empire, like an, an empire, empire, exactly, really like an empire. And I think to myself, I'm like, holy shit, you were together for 27 years. Like how, 
can you be with somebody for that long? Yeah. Because it wouldn't have been like all of a sudden, oh, I'm getting divorced. Like it would have been right. something that happened over time, I guess. Of course. Right? So, oh. I, I don't know. Like I would love to sit down and talk to somebody that's been divorced after so long. After, because it is yeah. something that I would be curious about. Yeah. Because I think like almost, <laughs> and this is going to sound really bad, guys. Like don't take this <laughs> the wrong way. But I'm almost like. I feel like we say that at least one time in every episode. We do, yeah. <laughs> when you've made it so far already with a marriage, it's almost like. You know, what's the point <laughs> exactly like you really you, you don't have like that much longer <laughs> okay that sounds really bad guys. i mean no, i get what you're saying though yeah like <clears throat> how old is bill gates like in his 60s probably right i think he's yeah he's definitely in his 60s i think mm-hmm. he was bo- i think i just i just googled it i think yeah. he was born in 1955 <clears throat> yeah which makes him about i think mid 60s yeah um but let me just double check yeah. just I to guess make there's two, sure there's two sides of this guy so one side of me is like he's 65 yes. yeah 65 so like <clears throat> you've made it so far already married like yes. you've gotten over the like you know five-year itch the seven-year itch or whatever <laughs> it is well apparently there's a 27-year itch 27-year yeah, um itch um but i just like i guess on the flip side as well though i guess if you're unhappy like you know yes. obviously this is the right move for you like as a, yes. as a couple and you know maybe they stayed together a bit longer than they should have because of all everything that they built up together and exactly. they you know um <clears throat> felt that they needed to stay together for, you know, several reasons. Yeah. I mean, we don't know the full story, right? So it mm-hmm. could be that like some people, they stay together for like 10 years longer than they should have. That's right. True, like yeah. some people will just, just stick it out, stick it out. Cause they think they're probably thinking the same thing. Like mm-hmm. it's been already, you know, 17 years. Like what's the point now? That's true. And then they stick it out, stick it out, stick it out. And then they realize like, Hey, this is just not working. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, that can happen at, I guess at any point in your marriage, in your marriage. And even if you're <coughs> older. Yeah, that's true. That but that's crazy. I know. I don't know. It's crazy because it's like, my dude is 50, uh, 65 years old. I know. I mean, I think, I think, um, Melinda's a little bit younger, but still, still, can you imagine getting back on the dating market at 65? <laughs> We're already having enough hard enough time well, as I mean, it is. I think if you're Bill Gates, you'd yeah, have true. a little bit of an easier time. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, then then I think the issue would be if people want you for you or sure. for your money. Right. How do you okay. even date as Bill Gates? Well, that's another thing. How do you date? <laughs> like, do you go on the dating app? Hi, I'm Bill Gates. Hi. And then people will be like, you're definitely um, fit. What is it? Um, um, catfishing. Catfishing. You're definitely no, catfishing. As Bill Gates? Yeah. <laughs> There are though, like there are, um, celebrity dating apps. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know. Just like, for celebrities. Like for people, like you have to be invited on. Oh, okay. So they yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't remember what they're called, <clears throat> but there's like one specific one where it's like, yeah, you have to be like either a celebrity or. I could see a pro and pro in that. Cause you'd be in the same space, but then a yeah. con would be like already your market's going to be so much smaller. Is it though? I mean, it's not going to be just like A-list celebrity. It'll be just like people that are kind of maybe in entertainment. Yeah. And also probably high net worth individuals. Sure. People that yeah. are, you know. Like I mean, a lot of people of... are high net worth, you know. Yeah, there's quite a few. But I mean, are a lot of them single? I don't know. Maybe. We'd well, have Bill to go Gates on this app. now. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to go on this app, Daniel. That's true. And, well, How I do mean, you get invited? I think you have to be famous. Oh, God damn. I mean, we are one of the top 50% <laughs> podcasts. So whoever, guys, if, if whoever's listening, organizes the app. I would like an invite. The, yeah, we would like invites. Um, well, the to, thing is, though, if you are like a celebrity or a top earner, you would probably want to like swim in that pool anyways, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. So obviously you're not going to be, you know, you know you're not going to want to look for a commoner. Oh, God damn. <laughs> God damn, Rose. Well, you, it's true. That's true, I guess. I don't know. I Although there it, are some people that do, you know, date regular people. Yeah. I think it would bring, like, obviously there's pros and cons to that, right? Yes. But I think, like, just dating other celebrities seems to have its own issues. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, for like, sure. I, and I always say this. Like, I've, I've said this many, many times before. And I think, actually, it's not just in Hollywood. But I'm always like, relationships in Hollywood never seem to last. Not that Bill Gates and Belinda right? were a Hollywood. Yeah. But they're kind of a bigger-than-life couple, right? Like Yeah, they're, like, you know. They're, like, they're like celebrity not human. status. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I do feel like these couples, generally... In the media and like <clears throat> the ones that are like quite famous, they'd never seem to last. You know what I mean? Or like, is it just the ones that we see? Be- we notice the divorces more. Yeah, I think that's probably it too. Mm-hmm. Because then, you're not going to see the news. Bill Gates and Melinda Gates celebrate 27 years of marriage. You're not going to see that. Yeah, you only true. see if they're divorcing. That's very true. And then also we have to remember like all like the regular people, the commoners. The com- <laughs> um, <laughs> We're commoners, Daniel. Yeah, we are. Um, I mean, maybe if we get into the top 10 percentile of the uh, podcast, podcast we'll be not so commoners yeah. anymore. Maybe if we get into the top 1%. Oh, God damn. That'd be amazing. We'd be rolling with the Joe Rogans. God damn. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. But with like 
regular people as well, obviously they're also getting divorces a lot. Like, yes. I think the stat nowadays is like 50% of people. Yeah, it is. I think it's been 50% for a while. I wonder if it's changed in the last few bit. If it's like increased or. I've heard that it did decrease a little bit. But is it, it, would it, you know what? uh, The reason why I think it could potentially decrease is people, because of that high stat and because of seeing all these divorces, people have become more reluctant to get married right away. I don't think that's because, um, I do think people are reluctant to get married, but I don't think it's because of the 50% failure rate because people are still like very optimistic. This is the funny thing about marriage is even though there's a 50% failure rate, people are still wanting to get married. You know, it's a thing. Uh, But I think it's because people are getting married later in life. Mm. Uh, Whereas I think long time ago, people got married at a very young age. Yeah. So obviously when you're, what do, what do they call it? The prefrontal cortex before it's developed. <laughs> I think like it takes like you're, yeah, you're 25 you're, yeah. or something. Yeah. 20, I think it's 25 or 26. So yeah. Like, like if you're getting married in your early twenties, mm-hmm. like you're not even fully mature enough to make that decision. Yeah. So a lot of people, I think they're more likely to divorce when you get married at a younger age. That's I think true. there's like, no, that, that, I, I bet you there's stuff yes. behind it. Cause that would make sense. To yeah. Me. So now people are getting married when they're like 30 something yeah. or late twenties, which makes, I think the divorce rate go down a little bit. Yeah. That would actually make sense. Cause you're right. Like, <clears throat> think about even ourselves and how much we've changed since our 20s have it, we though daniels <laughs> well, some, some of us <laughs> maybe more than not others. our maturity level God damn. um but i know like yeah like we've we've also changed i think if i would have met somebody when i was like 20 per se oh, god no got married at 22 right and now i'm like you know 32 god damn i know um, god going dang. on 33 um oh my god it'd be your birthday soon yeah, next month you gonna do something special for we me we gonna do something <laughs> special i'll get you some a and w yes <laughs> Um, are you fat shaming me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's supposed to be. Is that a fat joke? Oh yeah, is that a fat <laughs> joke? Um, but uh, I keep losing my train of thought. I don't. Uh, God damn, Daniel, what what be wrong with your brain today? I don't know. It's because I just I went for a run, guys, just now, and I think maybe my brain's just I left it's it still behind. Calming down. Yeah, okay. it's still catching mm. up with the uh, with the rest of me. But, so, what do we think about this divorce? Um, I think It'd be cray cray. I don't they have three children together, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're grown-ass adults now, mm-hmm. but... Um, but, like, also, that's another thing. It's like, god damn, like, imagine your parents divorcing oh after you've become an adult. And I think it's crazy, too, if your parents have been together for so long, right? your whole life. And you've you've managed that family dynamic. Yeah, and then they're getting divorced, and you're just like, oh, god, like... Um, that is great. Like, the thing is, that's crazy, because it's like, d- divorces are so hard, right? Yeah. They're already hard enough, but then after 27 years of like literally building your life together, building a fucking foundation, yeah, building your entire like fortune and like <clears throat> wealth and everything together, and now you just have to split it. Yeah. <laughs> and do you think do you think though for like the kids, mm. it's actually a bit easier on them when you're an adult? Actually, yeah. Now yeah. that I think about it, it for mm-hmm. the last two seconds, yeah, uh, <laughs> it it would probably. I mean, it's still like I'm sure it's still traumatizing. Of course, it'd still be hard. Like um, no one wants their parents to divorce. Exactly. Right. Um, but, you know, when you're an adult, you understand things a little bit better exactly. and you, you can probably empathize a little bit more with your parents. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if you're a child or a teenager, that would be really tough, like yeah. going through that kind of thing. Definitely. Uh-huh. I think it traumatizes kids more when they're younger. Oh, for sure. So, <clears throat> but in, in, in the long run, people often say like, it's better for the kids. If the, if the parents are not working together, yeah. it's better for the, par- the, the parents to get divorced, even if the kids are young, yeah, because it'll be a sure. better dynamic for those kids than growing up in a, a household of like right. a lot of conflict. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, this, this brings about another question that I would wanted to, to pose to you, Rose. Oh. Um, because I know you've been, been listening to a lot of like alternative lifestyle <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with this? Monogamy? Yeah. Are we going to talk about monogamy? Yeah, we, well, yes. you know, I was going to bring it up, but I didn't want to know. I didn't know if uh, it was appropriate for this conversation. Why is it not appropriate? It's perfectly appropriate. I don't know, because I always bring up this. Okay, so guys, I've been listening to this podcast. <laughs> that Rose is obsessed well, with. But, okay, to be fair, I've been I've been reading up and listening to different people about monogamy for longer yeah. than I've been listening to this podcast. Yeah. So the podcast is called Savage Love. <laughs> and um, it's... <laughs> This dude named Dan Savage, who mm-hmm. is a gay polyg I don't know if he w- he would describe himself as a polygamous man, mm. but I get like he's he's not monogamous, I don't think. Yeah, like him and his partner like are yeah, swingers and Exactly. So do he, he has like a kind of an open sort of relationship, I mm. think. Anyways, he's married. He definitely has a partner, like mm. lifelong partner, but they have like, you know, outside of marriage affairs, yeah. if you will. 
And it's like a, you know, agreement mm. amongst the two of them. And the thing is, I've seen him talk about this topic yeah. before I started listening to this podcast. So I've seen him talk about, you know, the concept of monogamy and how it's, it doesn't work for everybody. It yeah. works for some people. But and, it doesn't. and humans, this might be controversial, mm. but humans are actually not naturally monogamous mm. i mean it shouldn't be controversial it's kind of obvious yeah like when you mm-hmm. think of the concept of monogamy if you look at okay like at the root of what we are as individuals like we are animals are we're we? a species of animal and um <clears throat> most animals in the wild aren't monogamous like that's ve- the thing very few of them there's yeah. a few and most of them are birds that yeah. like end up mating for life and even those like yeah so it's it's not as many and especially like mammals i don't think there's like very very few that are are completely monogamous and, um, you know, so it's almost like the question that I always have is I wonder if that's something that we've kind of constructed as a we society. have 100%. I mean, and why do we have something called marriage where you have to like literally prove mm-hmm. in front of people that you're going to be together forever. Mm-hmm. And even then, even after all of that legal proof, legal signing of documents, yeah. fucking merging of assets, complication after complication, even after all of that, still 50% and in divorce. If we were monogamous, as we see exactly. And if we were mon- monogamous creatures by nature, then it would, we wouldn't even need the concept. That's of very marriage. true. Actually, that's a very yes. good point. If it was like innate in our, in our, mm-hmm. in our primal behavior, we wouldn't, cheat mm-hmm. because those those animals that yeah, are even the cheating aspect as well exactly mm-hmm. like cheating is another a whole another ball game but like, <laughs> yeah but like those animals that made for life like those birds and stuff i mean i might go be going off on a limb because i don't know too too much about it but i don't think that they cheat they're like with their partner no i okay well when i was in um, the serengeti mm-hmm. i remember uh there was one bird i can't remember the name of the bird mm-hmm. but the guide said basically he pointed to the bird and said these birds are monogamous and they have one partner mm-hmm. for their entire life yeah. and if one of them dies the other one commits suicide Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's so, how monogamous they are. Yeah. Like, so, but that's in their nature. That's in exactly. their, in their being. Mm-hmm. And for us, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like torn on this concept because I really yeah. am a hopeless romantic as well because like, yes. I want to find my partner of course. and like, you know, but then on the flip side, I'm like, you know, you see these stats of like, yeah. you know, this, this concept of marriage and monogamy and everything doesn't seem to be working that well that's the thing it's like it's been sold to us as the ideal you know life right it's it's been sold to us as the only way to live Mm -hmm. essentially because i mean there's different sides that you can look at when it comes to like monogamy there's the monogamy of aspect of like um being married to someone forever so that's one first of all like most people are not just like gonna get with one person Mm -hmm. and then marry them and be with them forever right most people go through different partners so that itself I think constitutes a non-monogamous nature in mm. us, right? The fact that we go through different partners, but I mean, we could say that we're just looking for the right one. Yeah. But then on the I've and been also, a, I've been through a few partners. <laughs> Have you, Daniel? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just a few. Uh, <laughs> but then also, there's also that concept of are we even monogamous? Like, as in. Can we even have one partner at once? Yeah. Right. So there's that question, which mm. is an even more kind of controversial question, because if you look at the statistics on how many people cheat, mm. there is a lot of people that cheat. So many and people. We as a society, we like to demonize people that cheat. And yeah. I'm not necessarily saying it's a good thing, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing to cheat. Yeah. Um, but why is it happening on such a large, large scale? Yeah. And are these all really bad people or is it just that? society's expectations are unrealistic on human beings yeah it's almost like it's almost like in a kind of way this is going to be a really weird parallel but the way that we've constructed or we're or the way our society is shifting even now is against our innate human nature and the what i'm meaning by that is for example the idea of starting a family Mm -hmm. getting you know having children and everything else you're supposed to do that when you're financially stable when you've been with your partner for a while which generally nowadays doesn't happen until you're older which is actually the riskiest time for people to be having babies yeah so it's against our nature we're actually which is crazy but like in our like young teens and early 20s is the best time to have kids yeah for our bodies for like Like physically physically yeah yeah. for the best uh offspring exactly because <laughs> as soon as you hit like into into your 30s and p- over 35 the risks of of complications yeah. in pregnancy is super super high but that's the way our society is shifting is to have children and families later mm-hmm. so it's almost like against what our human yeah. nature is is uh yeah it's interesting it's designed for but but we're not arguing that just because something is natural doesn't like that means it's good like yeah. that's not my <clears throat> argument and that's usually my argument when it comes to um 
because like people like to make the oh this it's natural so it's good right and that's called like appeal to nature fallacy which yeah. is basically like oh this thing is natural therefore it must be good yeah but that's not true because yeah. and my argument is i mean it's natural for us to have babies when we're 13 years old yeah doesn't but mean we that doesn't mean it's a good thing exactly exactly and and <clears throat> i'm 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 also i agree with that like mm-hmm. in a sense i'm just saying it's it's interesting how our society yeah. we're shifting in this way and when it comes to like cheating for example that's a very specific kind of argument not argument but what I say about cheating is the act itself, maybe that's within our nature and everything, but the reason why I think it's demonized and is looked on so negatively sure. is because it's not the actual, well, I mean, it is the act of itself, but the, the the issue with cheating is like you have made a promise to somebody, right? right. You've made a commitment to that person. <laughs> if you didn't have that commitment, then obviously the cheating wouldn't be such a big deal, but like you've made that that promise of to somebody course. and you've broken that basically. So I think that's why. Um, yeah, it's demon- but also I would also argue, like I get that yeah. completely, but at the same time, it's because you're, you're kind of forced to make that promise with somebody because mm-hmm. of the societal expectations of monogamy. That's true. So because even though a lot of people, and again, some people are great with monogamy, yeah. but a lot of people are not. But even though everyone's different in that way, mm-hmm. you're all expected to have a monogamous relationship. That's the default. Yeah. So when you're with somebody, even if your nature might not be monogamous, you're kind of forced into that kind of relationship dynamic. That's a very good point. So then you're kind of forced into that kind mm. of, you know, promise to somebody. Because I mean, I mean, even though nowadays there are kind of different permutations and combinations of relationships. <laughs> um, it's well, the, it's, I mean, it's still a very small, it's a small percentage, right? Exactly. Yeah. So like if you happen to be one of those individuals that, you know, doesn't believe in or has a hard time with monogamy and yeah. all that kind of stuff, you're right. That's the default. If you meet someone that you really like and you want to be with them, the default is you're expected to be monogamous. Yes. Even Unless you, you found the alternate route, which not many people have. Exactly. Where there's somebody that you can actually, you know, be more open and uh-huh. and have those kind of, I guess, experiences. One thing, speaking of that, actually, I did listen to one of the episodes of the did Dan you? Savage podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's quite good, guys. I've been telling Daniel to listen to it for so long. Yeah. They talk about everything. It is so good. Everything and anything. Like, you wouldn't believe it. So they were talking about kinks. Right. right. And this one woman, she was, like, really happy with her husband. <laughs> they were together. And he happened to have, like, an extreme, like... Um, BDS, BDSM, like yes. slave and master kind of thing that he really liked, and he was like getting it online with like cam girls. Like he right. was like he was like paying them money, and they were like you know, and she like she wasn't necessarily not okay. With, she did, she wasn't like not okay with it, but she was like it makes her a little bit uncomfortable, and she wasn't sure what to do about it. And he was like, you know what? <clears throat> to be honest, he's like your guys' sexual relationship is great. You guys are you know with you know each other, and he's like you have to remember that people that have these like kinks. Um, it's not something that they can just switch off. This is something that they've had their, like, probably their whole life. Right. And if you can't fulfill that kink for that person, they're not going to stop thinking about that kink. So is it so wrong for them to get it from somewhere else, but still right. still be with you and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you as a person, but you don't necessarily satisfy that particular right. kink for them? <laughs> there's so many, there's so much stuff, guys. Like, yeah. honestly. Well, uh, I find I find that interesting because one of the things that Dan Savage says is which I found really profound mm-hmm. and interesting is that you can't expect one person. So society again, it's yeah. society expects one person to give you everything, right? Because like, you're gonna find the one. Yeah, you know? you're gonna find the one. Who this is your better you. half. Yeah, yeah, somebody that completes you. This is your other half. You know, as in you just need that one person that you're soulmate. You just need that one person. And if you don't find them, then you're a fucking loser and you suck. (laughs) I feel like you're speaking to me, Rose. (laughs) But and then and then so if you don't find everything you want in that other person, and this Mm. could be like so many different, you know, reasons why we believe this now. It's because of Hollywood and, you know, that concept of romanticism that Mm. came out, which is pretty recent, by the way, like before people just married because of convenience or because of family, you know, relations. And so people getting married for uh, for love is also a very new concept. Mm. And so what Dan Savage says, which I completely agree with, but also it's hard to kind of rewire your brain is like you can't expect your significant other. Even if you are in a monogamous relationship, you Mm. can't really expect them to give you everything that you want, right? Yeah. You get little things from different people. You know, you have your friends and family. And I don't expect one friend to have all the qualities that I look for in a friend. So why do we look for that? Except for me. Except for you, Daniels. (laughs) Uh, You got all the qualities that I look for. Oh, God damn. (laughs) So Um, why do we look for that one person in a a romantic relationship mm, to give us everything? To fulfill every single thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But and if they don't, then oh, he's he's just not the one. He's not the one, yeah. Even though we 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 both do that mm-hmm. same. Yeah, mind we game. do. We're both uh, 
<laughs> both culprits of that of that game. But I mean, logically speaking, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, right? that's so true. It's just interesting to see where like where we've gotten with society, and like it's hard because you're right. It's like it's about like re like hard like our brains are like hardwired. Yeah. Just from growing up, the media exposure that we've had, everything mm-hmm. else. It's like because like I'm like a hopeless romantic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I'm like very much like oh I can't wait to meet that one person. Like blah 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 blah. <laughs> like probably why I'm still single. Um, <laughs> living in my own little Disney fantasy world. <laughs> Um, where's my Prince Charming guys? Where's Daniel? He? We gonna find you, your Prince oh, Charming. God damn. Um, I mean, fifty percent of chances I'm gonna end up divorced anyway. So, <laughs> you know, next thing I know, I'm gonna be sixty-five, entering the t- dating world again. <laughs> I wonder what the stats are for gay couples, though. It might be a bit different. Yeah, it could be. I yeah. have no idea. Probably, it probably. I would imagine, and I could be off on a limb here, guys. What's your I, guess? I would Is imagine, it lower or higher? I would imagine it being lower. Me too. Only because initially like maybe not now but like it was initially really difficult for people to get yes. married that were of same sex and also i feel like they're it takes them longer to be together before they get married i don't think like gay couples rush into marriage you think so why yeah. why do you think that um multiple many, reasons many reasons like for example you could have got together with someone you still need to come up to each other's families or you know oh, what okay I mean? interesting it might be a longer right. process right right there might be there's more a lot involved. more hur- there's more hurdles exactly so i think and there's no rush of a baby exactly you know and there's no like time <laughs> time clock or a lot of know, straight couples get married after getting pregnant you this know, is true so. shotgun wedding right yeah is that what it's called I yeah think? i think yeah. so um, none of that happens in the gay world no <laughs> you know, definitely not so i think i think i and that would just be my guess i don't know guys i haven't seen the stats Maybe- i do i do think you're probably right my yeah. guess is also that it would be lower i think there's probably a few reasons yeah one of them from my guess one of the reasons could be that um there's uh, fewer fish in the sea you know that's a very so. accurate <laughs> oh, god damn there is there is a drought there is like a little fish pond with oh, like god. one goldfish in there <laughs> And it's me. You gotta <laughs> move to you gotta move to San Francisco. Apparently, well, I don't That'd know. That'd be gay heaven. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Damn. You know, I just gotta find the one. That's it. You, know? you just gotta find the one, Daniel, God who completes then, you. And then maybe after twenty-seven years. Oh my God! Divorced. Honestly, this kind of story makes me so sad. Yeah, it's really sad. But then really it's just sad. constant proof. It's so funny because I see this kind of stuff all mm-hmm. the time, right? And I like, I I'm more and more convinced that marriage is just a failing institution. Yeah. But at the same time, I've been so brainwashed. Mm. So I still want to get married. I still yeah. think that I want to get married. Yeah. I think I want to get married too. Even though but, we see. Uh, even though we see how much of a failure this institution is. We see that like the chances of it happening or the chance of it succeeding are, you know, <clears throat> but there are success stories, obviously. But like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, our parents are all still together. Yeah. Um, they're thick and thin, thick I'm thin. sure. Oh, God damn, yeah. Maybe there was times they were getting close oh, when they were, I mean, oh, God. Like, there's difficult... Like, obviously, no marriage is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I find it interesting. I just find, like, oh, what were they going through? It's been 27 years. I know. But like you said, they could... They I wish could've... I could... Like, I wish I could speak to them mm-hmm. and just find out more information. I know it's their private lives. Yeah. You know, they can share whatever they want. But I just want to know the psychology. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's information out there. Yeah. From other couples that have divorced. Oh, definitely. There's probably a papers done on it and stuff, right? Yeah. Like there's gotta be reasons. And I think maybe, you know, like you said, maybe they'd been together for, you know, a while and they've they've been wanting to get divorced for a while, but because of the societal pressures, the foundation that they created. <laughs> and the fact that they're Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. Exactly. Cause like imagine imagine if you're a celebrity couple as well. Like because I would consider them like celebrities basically in their own right. right? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Everybody knows them. They're like greater than celebrities. Exactly. Now. So like if you're in the limelight and people know who you are, I feel like there's an added pressure on your relationship right right so like even if you're not doing well you're you're like we can't split up because you know and it gets even more complicated when they have like you know a job together or foundations Uh you see this a lot with like and i'm not comparing like you know like um those youtube relationship channels and oh yeah where they're mixing like couples will have a relationship channel and it's like they might be broken up or they might be close to breaking up but they have this channel that they make money on together yeah And the whole premise of their channel is their relationship. Yeah. And they have to like, and they have to also make an announcement. Just how awkward is that? So awkward. Like it's already awkward enough to make an announcement to your family and friends about getting divorced. Exactly. But then it's like announcement to the entire world. And imagine how they would feel as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would just, you already like, because there's a lot of shame as well brought with with, when you have a divorce. Because they're like, oh, you're a failure. You failed. Your relationship failed. Exactly. Um, what's Which wrong is not with you? true, right? Exactly. Like, what's that's wrong another with you? thing. It's like if your relationship doesn't end in you both like dead, at, you know, 
while you're married yeah as in like you don't break up if your relationship <clears throat> breaks up at any point yeah it's a failure see whereas i think we need to change our mindset on this because I, I was kind of like thinking this as well it's like you know just because you've been with someone if you've been with someone for 27 years and you get divorced it's not like oh wow okay the, that person their relationship failed i, I mean, just wasted 27 years of my exactly, life but it's not like that no like think of all the stuff that they learned uh-huh. as being together that like that would have been a growth for all for, for them as well so it's like hard to say like i mean we were saying about how marriages fail like they're do you know 20 50 percent end in divorce but i think that says something more about the institution than the actual yeah the actual that's the thing together. it's like if anything else in society had a 50 percent failure rate most people wouldn't you know be too trustworthy of that system this is so funny because like imagine they're like oh by the way we have this great investment if you put all <laughs> rose if you put all your money in yeah. here there's a 50 percent chance that your money will double right but there's a 50 percent chance you'll lose it all yeah what do, what, what do you think <laughs> You want to you want to invest? I think I want to go. Yeah, put yeah, it all in. Put, put it everything all in. in. Um, well, that's kind of what people. It is a gamble, but exactly. I think w- another problem is that people always think that they're the exception. Yeah, they always think that they're the exception. They're not the rule, mm-hmm. and that they're gonna make it because they're in love, and everyone else failed because they're not really in love. Mm-hmm. And they always think they're the exception. Yeah, I'm. Guilty you think of, you're the I'm, exception? I'm guilty of that as well. I'm Are like, you yeah. the exception? <laughs> nothing right now Rose. daniel have you not seen the movie he's just not that into you you were never the exception you were the rule no but i'm the exception <laughs> <laughs> you're exceptionally deluded I I'm know. Just <laughs> doesn't she become the exception in the end rose I mean, that's why the movies okay you know what let me rant about that fucking movie for a second so that i movie, love that movie by the way i know i actually like it too it's one of yeah. my guilty pleasure movies <laughs> Um, didn't you watch that movie binging on McDonald's one I year? Did, yeah. One time I was like, I was having <laughs> was a really, Valentine's Day? <laughs> I think it was Valentine's day guys. Okay. Here, I'm going to tell you guys a sad story about my life. Okay. And if my life's not sad enough already. Your life is not sad. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. I laugh about this guys. Cause it was like more funny than anything. But I remember it was when I was in uni, I think I was like second year uni or something. And it was oh, Valentine's that movie is old. Yeah. I was like, it was like Valentine's day. And I was like, obviously, you know, single once again on Valentine's day. And I was like, fuck my life. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to watch a movie. I ended up ordering McDonald's. So I went to McDonald's, got like <laughs> so much McDonald's. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> like I got like two meals. You really are an emotional eater. Aren't I am. You? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I was like watching this movie. He's just not that into you. And there's parts where I was like crying and then, <laughs> and then I was like stuffing my face in the McDonald's. And then after the movie finished, I was like, <gasps> I've hit rock bottom. <laughs> like I was like, here I am by myself crying on Valentine's day, <laughs> eating McDonald's, watching. He's just not that into you. <laughs> God. Was there a guy you were crushing on at the time? Probably. <laughs> when is there not a guy I'm crushing Daniel. on Rose? Well, the thing is, even Valentine's Day is just a social construct. No, no, okay? I know. I it's know. just a made-up day to sell chocolates and and fucking flowers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we don't need to. We don't need no man. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my boyfriend, whoever is the unfortunate the soul, <laughs> an unfortunate soul that ends up with me. Um, no, I'm just kidding, guys. Um, but I'm gonna. I would rather just like have some like a different day that's special to us. You know, just us. Oh, oh so you're not gonna celebrate Valentine's mm-hmm. Day? Is that what you're saying? Probably I will. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you're gonna get a boyfriend and not celebrate Valentine's Day. Well, I would hope that my boyfriend's gonna be really sweet and he's just gonna surprise me on Valentine's Day. Okay, Daniel, we just had a whole conversation about how monogamy <laughs> is not real <laughs> yeah that's very true guys no yeah. but um yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. um well interesting to hear your guys's thoughts on this around monogamy mm-hmm. this divorce were you shocked oh, were you surprised God, i was shocked i know i'm i i i think anytime i think the 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 shocking factor of this news is not necessarily the divorce it's just how long they've been together i think so yes. i think anytime you have a relationship that's like probably over like 15 years yeah once those people start getting divorced you're just like holy shit there's no hope for us exactly you're like, oh my god <laughs> like you know like it, it, be, it does become more shocking like if some if they'd been together for like three years and then they called a divorce like yeah no one would be that shocked yeah. be like oh, okay cool like three years but 27 years 27 years that's a lifetime that is literally a lifetime it's actually like, shocking it's a lot it's a lot yeah so, i'm yeah and like oh yeah it's just crazy the crazy part is also like i'm sure they're the only ones that understand what each other like is going through or like you know i because like they're just like again they're not normal humans i mean they are humans (laughs) but they're not normal humans you know what i mean (laughs) they've done a lot of good they've done a lot of interesting stuff well they're very controversial you know that yeah i do know that. like people either love them or hate them and i don't actually know the full details 
to have an opinion because mm. like I've, I've seen obviously they have the foundations mm. and they have i don't know they have all this other stuff they do but i don't know yeah was it was it you rose the that famous quote of yours that you were <clears throat> that you heard somewhere that was like i don't believe that anyone can become a billionaire without any form of exploitation <laughs> i think i did say something like that yeah but so, maybe who knows but then when you see them talking i'm like they seem like good people <laughs> But who knows, you know, maybe it's all the pressure of COVID and how Bill Gates literally got blamed for everything. Oh, yeah. Which that, is crazy. Like people. Okay. This is crazy, guys. People thought, I mean, you guys have probably heard this. They still think. I know. Yeah. People still think. I mean, oh my God. To yesterday, just chilling in my house, relaxing. And all of a sudden I hear all this fucking commotion, like something crazy is going on. I look out my window and there was like a protest, an anti-mask protest going down my street. And I was just like. Oh my God. And there would be the same people that are like, by the way, guys, Bill Gates is going to inject us with chips because he wants yeah. to track us. He wants to track our behavior. And another good one too is like how people are like, oh, <laughs> the government, this is all, oh, this is all the governments want this to happen. Like they want to be in lockdown. They want to take away our rights. And I'm like, okay, let's just take one, like look at one, one specific thing, which let's hit every, what am I trying to say? what impacts everyone is money, right? Like that's how the world runs, whatever else. And right now governments are bleeding money. Yeah. They're giving out like at least the Canadian government. I don't know about other governments, yeah. but like giving out like work, work support, uh, business, small business small support, business support yeah. relief, all this kind of stuff. And they're getting a lot less tax dollars mm-hmm. because there's so many more people that are unemployed and whatever else. So like so we have a huge deficit, whatever that means. Exactly. So, so, so what is the benefit? Exactly. So all these people that are like, oh, well, this is the government. They really you like analyze these people and analyze the institution that is the government. What benefit does it have to have us all in lockdown? Like they're trying to control us with by put making us wear a mask and that's why they're and 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 in doing that they're also spending so billions upon uh-huh. billions giving us relief so that the people that are unemployed yeah. can have fucking money i don't understand how Ugh. is wearing a mask controlling us i uh, <laughs> i don't know anyways people are crazy i know people be that should be crazy guys damn, I, so that I get a little bit passionate about it because it frustrates me yeah. because of the if you just logically think about what motivates people and what would motivate the government, for example, yeah. like for example, if the government right now was making billions in tax revenue and it was like really positive for them, I would say, Oh, okay, maybe this could be a government conspiracy, yeah. but it's, they're not, they're like bleeding yeah. money. That's why I'm like, and also ugh. like, it's not just Canadian government or American government. Yeah. It's the entire world that this COVID thing is happening. Exactly. To. So are you really t- like, we literally cannot get the different countries to agree on anything. I know. So are you really saying that the powers of all of these different governments around the world, what, over 200 nations maybe? Yeah. Were, we, they all got together and decided, hey, let's release this fucking virus. Exactly. <laughs> and and even think wider than that is like the economies of a lot of countries now have been like halted yeah. because of, you know, it's international, bad. exactly, international trade, uh, gas prices, everything, like everything's been like impacted in some mm-hmm. way because of this. And generally, other than a few like, technology companies and maybe like Amazon, Google's, yeah. those kind of things. Most companies have been negatively impacted. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, Bill Gates be owning technologies. Oh God damn. That's true. So he'd be benefiting. He'd be, uh, <laughs> I still can't believe they're divorced. I know it's crazy. Okay. <sighs> so our next story, bit of a positive one. Ooh. So, we, so we, we, we talked about this um, in a previous podcast. We talked about Singapore. Have you heard about this, by the way? Uh, well, okay. T- to be fair, they always talk about this fucking thing. Where, oh, okay. When is it coming, bitch? They, I know. This is the thing. Okay, so guys. Okay, we'll, read the title. Okay. It's called Cell Cultured Meat Could Hit Grocery Stores in the Next Five Years, Predicts an Expert. Dr. Simon. I swear they've been saying that for the last five years. I know. Dr. Simon Somoji. <laughs> I can't say his last name. Samogi? Oh, okay, whatever. Says also sell, says cell cultured seafood could debut Ooh. in realtors within the next 10 years. Ooh, come on guys. We made a COVID fucking vaccine in a year. We can do this faster. Come on. I know. On. You know it's funny because this has been being talked about for a while cuz I remember For a long time since we were in London. Since we were in London cuz mm-hmm. I remember when we were in London which was 20 so we we were in London 2015. 2015 yeah. and then the first 6 months of 2016. Yes. Right? And I remember we used to go to these vegan events and stuff. And like, I remember it was like talked about like, ooh, potentially cell grown meat, blah, 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 blah. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Finally, the Singapore opens up and said like, they're going to start. I wonder how that one's doing. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Oh, God damn. We'll have to do a follow up guys to see. Because I I think Singapore was cell grown chicken, like chicken nuggets. Yeah, it was the first 
I think Singapore was the first country to approve the sale yeah. of the cell-grown yeah. chicken. Yes, yeah. I think it was cell-grown chicken. So, I mean, it's it's an interesting one. Like, so in the next next five years, it could hit it could hit the shelves, mm-hmm. which I think could be. I mean, I hope it's sooner. Yeah. Um. Do you think it'd be a game changer? A hundred percent, it will. Yeah. I think it could be huge. I mean, look at like. I even feel like some of these like. Will it be cheaper? Well, it's supposed to be. I think there was more. It, it should be like. It makes logical sense for it to be cheaper after mm-hmm. at least a little bit of time. Yeah. In the beginning, I'm sure it'll be expensive. Yeah, it will be. But until there's more, this is the thing. They need to mass produce it, right? Exactly. Well, not only that, but there also needs to be competition, right? So like, uh-huh. you right. can't have you can't have a niche. So it's like it's like for example, um, alternative. I look at like hamburgers. I think is uh, like vegan burgers mm-hmm. is a perfect example. You have Beyond Burger that came in is yeah. dominating. It's quite expensive actually um, to buy a Beyond Burger. Way more expensive than a beef burger. Right. Which is in itself is crazy. Um, but now you're starting to get more and more competitors coming into mm. the market. So as that happens, what's naturally going to happen is the prices are going to have to get competitive, right? right? So I feel like with this um, lab-grown meat, um, number one, it's going to have to be competitively priced with meat products. Yeah. And in order to do that, it has to be like more mass-produced or there has yeah. to be like some economies of scale. And then also there has to be competition within the space. Yes. Because if there's no... Which is co- going to take some time, I Exactly. Think. If yeah, there's only imagine. one company that's growing this lab-grown meat... They can monopolize Exactly. The and if they know that certain people are going to buy it and they can charge a premium, then they will, right? Like, that's just the nature of, of capitalism. God damn. The world that we all, unfortunately, have to <laughs> operate in. Um, so you going to eat the sale-grown meat? Um, I think I would try it. Oh, God damn. I might. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence because, uh-huh. like, I literally... I haven't had meat for... Since God. 2015, 2015, right? 2015, yeah. It's been six years, Daniel. God damn, six years and no meats entered this mouth. Well. <laughs> Rose, oh my God. Come on, you were asking for that oh one. Mm-hmm. Well, I was walking right into that one. I think I might have to cut that part out of the podcast, guys. It's you can't cut it out. A bit inappropriate there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't eat the meat. I don't think I could even, I, I don't think I could stomach it. No. Um, But if it was like fish, yeah. as I said, I think I would try the, the lab-grown fish. Yeah. I think it's just really, really, um depending, the thing I want to find out about this like lab-grown stuff, because uh-huh. one of my reasons for like going vegan and, you know, following more of a plant-based lifestyle is, is the fact that, you know, the environmental strain that mm-hmm. animal agriculture puts on the environment. So I would be interested to find out what the impact of cell grown meat would be. I think it's a lot less. I think yeah. that's definitely one of the reasons they, obviously it's the animal rights aspect, yeah. but also a big reason is the environmental aspect. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think in the beginning when they first talked about it, they were talking very heavily about the environmental like mm. uh, benefit of cell grown yeah. meat. Because I mean, if you, even if just logically thinking about the number of animals it takes, you know, the number of animals we keep in the, you know, factory farms and just their farts alone mm-hmm. makes such a huge impact on our environment. <laughs> it's like crazy. literally. And also the amount of food it takes to grow that meat, right? Yeah. Like it's like you have to feed the fucking cows. It's and very resource and intensive. Exactly. Like meat is very resource exactly. intensive. That's why I always think it's funny when we do get that argument though, that people are like, oh, well, you know, it would cost, it would be a lot of resources to grow plants and stuff. And it's like, well, it's a fraction of the resources <laughs> yeah. that you need to grow animals to be to be completely honest like and you what do you and what are you feeding the cows exactly air you're feeding the cows plants too exactly exactly so it will be interesting i i I, i'm really excited actually to see what progresses in this space Mm -hmm. um part of the reason i'm excited is because if they do produce a product that is competitive in the market Mm -hmm. that i i could actually see a lot of people because as people are becoming more and more environmentally concerned yeah um i could see them switching because people that maybe don't want to do vegan lifestyle yeah but they could switch to these meat products. And yeah, and if it's if it's competitive pricing, exactly. That's it the says, biggest thing. It says thing. this: uh, re- researchers have predicted a staggering sixty percent of the meat consumed in 2020, uh, 2040, yeah. which is in less than twenty years. Oh God. oh God, will not come from dead animals. Mm-hmm. The report was published by global consultancy AT Kearney. It says 35% of meat will be cell cultured and 25% will be meat, oh, vegan alternatives. Oh, interesting. 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 But I mean, we're, we're starting to see, I think we're starting to see positive shifts as well. Cause mm-hmm. I was, I, I remember in the UK, I think it was in the UK. They were talking about, you know, like plant-based milks. 
Right. They were saying that these have really come in and changed the mm, changed the mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. Uh, in a sense that a lot of people that maybe aren't vegan and stuff, but like they want to cut back on the amount of dairy For they're sure. having or the number of people that are lactose intolerant. Yeah. So they're switching to these alternatives. Um, and, you know, actually it's making it's making waves in, oh, in for the sure. industry. I mean, so. I think the milk thing is probably going to be one of the first things to go. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, even like tons of people, people that eat meat like left, right and center, they still get like the almond milk lattes. Yeah, like yeah, I see yeah. it all the time. Definitely. And I very rarely see people getting... I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are lots of people oh, yeah. still, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's a ton of people getting non-dairy milk way more, stuff. Way yeah. more. So that should be very interesting. And you can even see it. Like I've noticed even in the last like, well, actually it's hard to say cause I was in the UK before, mm-hmm. but like even in the grocery stores, I feel like there's such a bigger section now right. where there's like more, um, uh, plant-based, plant-based, uh, milks. milks. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they could do this with like eggs. That would the be interesting. The cell-grown stuff. Well, I, I was reading another article that they're, they have some kind of like liquid egg. Just egg. Maybe. Yeah. Have you had it? It's like the vegan egg. Um, it's no, I don't think they sell it in Canada yet. Yeah. But I've heard um that it is coming out in Canada. Yeah, I've so heard I'm something gonna look along for those, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's all over the US. Like a lot of people in the US have had it, and of course we don't get it until, you know, five fucking years later yeah. or something. Well, and for those of you watching um that are, you know, in other countries and yeah. stuff, Canada tends to be behind on everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, a, a vaccines. Sh- yeah, vaccines. <laughs> there we go, right away. There we go, guys. Um also Netflix, anything like this. It's like, you know, we'll, our friends in like the UK will be like, Oh, I watched this amazing show. <laughs> And then we'll be like, really? What's it called? And then four years later, <laughs> it will come up on Netflix. And be like, never guess what came up on Netflix. I watched yeah. this really cool show. And they're like, yeah, we watched it four years ago. Yep. Um, and I, I think. It, and especially with food stuff. I yeah. don't know why. Like, mm. is NAFTA still a thing? It is. Yeah. So why, like, why is it so difficult for us to get like some of the. I think, I think it's because, and I could be wrong, but I think it's because we are a much smaller market than the U S. So I think a lot of companies that are marketing these products and stuff, they want to make it in the U S mm. first, see if it's right. a success and then try to move to Canada. Cause it's, mm, cause I mean, we're a 10th of the market. Right. Damn Daniel. That'd be sad as hell. I know. Like Mexico and the U S are so much bigger markets than true, Canada. True. True. So, but yeah, I heard that just egg is coming to Canada. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. It is a lot more expensive than regular eggs. Yeah. And this is frustrating. Um, I mean, I don't really miss eggs. I mean, mm. but you know, it'd be nice to have that option. Yeah. Um, but like, I wonder if they could make, I mean, I feel like cell grown eggs would be the easiest thing to make. No. I don't know. I think because it has layers of complexity within oh. the, you know, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't even know how they do this shit. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy. How the fuck do people do this shit? Like, See, sometimes like humanity never fails to amaze me. Yeah. Because I feel like on one hand, we're the dumbest fucking species on this planet. Yeah. And then on the other hand, we're making literal like fake meat out of cultures. Exactly. <laughs> this is this is what's crazy. It's like we're our own worst enemy in many yeah. ways. It's like we do we do have these amazing innovations and some like really incredible things that we make. But then on the flip side, I feel like it, on the flip side, we can't get people to wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like humanity, like in general, and I'm uh-huh. guilty of it. I'm sure you're guilty of this. A lot of us, we, and I think it's just inherent in our like nature is like, we only really recognize what's going on in our, env- our immediate environment. So like things that are happening away from us, like mm. out of sight, out of mind, you know what I mean? So we can hear about these like natural disasters and all of this stuff going on because of global warming and everything else. And people are hesitant to make change because it's not directly impacting them. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I feel like that's like the dichotomy of like humanity. Yeah. But yet, we, yet we're fucking growing cell culture. I know. Meat, apparently. We're very smart. That's that's such an unfortunate thing. It's like we're so smart. Yeah, we're so dumb. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to like it. It's we're we're just going to self-destruct. At some but does point. it give you does it give you a little bit of optimism in the fact that we, a can, little bit? we can do this kind of stuff? So potentially as things get worse, because they will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, but we might be able to innovate our way out of it. I really want to think that, but yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because this is just one small, like I, the, well, no, it's not a small part. Yeah. The meat industry is definitely a huge part of the environmental destruction that we're huge, doing, yeah. but it is still one part. There's yeah. still other, so many other things that we're doing and just so many people that just don't give a shit. Yeah. So it's like, and it's not even just uh, regular people, but it's the people at top that don't give a shit. So it's yeah. like you have a certain small fringe group of people that do give a shit that's mm. doing research like this, Yeah. but it's like, we need more people like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I want, it does give me a little bit more hope, but who knows? Yeah. It was like, um, I remember in London, they blocked off that there was a peaceful protest and they blocked off like some key bridges and okay. they were blocked off for like a week or something. And it was like a, a movement for, um, 
oh my god it was like cl- climate change and stuff mm. it was like something to you know they wanted the government to take action and whatever else right and it was a very like fringe group of individuals yes. like very like hippie and like whatever else yeah. and everyone at the office was like commenting about it because it blocked the bridge of how we get to sure. work so, so it made it very inconvenient. Yeah. And everyone was talking about like, oh, these people, blah, 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 blah. But like the messages that they're saying and stuff like made sense. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? Like it wasn't like so, so crazy, but you know, it is a fringe group. It isn't the, mm-hmm. the people at the top that are, you know, really advocates for change. Yeah. And 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 the, the problem also is like, I think back in the day, for example, like there's so many revolutions, right? There's like mm. the French Revolution and, you know, whatever other types of revolutions where, you know, the common people, the commoners, got together and were like, fuck the system, like fuck everything. Yeah. And they fought against it. But I feel like nowadays there's so many distractions mm. and we're just busy trying to survive. And like we're, you know, there's TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and just movies to watch, Netflix, mm. games to play. So we don't, I feel like the the chances that people are going to collectively come together and like actually have, you know, a huge impact like that through mm. something like a protest or even a revolution is much lower than I think back in the day. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, I guess time will tell on this one. Time will tell. We'll we'll see. But sometimes I feel like there's just too many people on this fucking planet. Yeah. That's another problem. There's a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And that we be a growing old population. I know. Although we do have a COVID baby boom, I'm sure. We will. (laughs) We definitely will have a COVID boom. Yeah. I feel like I know people. I know a few people that have gotten pregnant during Uh, this time. Like in the last year, I've like, seriously, I think I've seen like 10 pregnancy announcements. Yeah. So when you gonna get pregnant, Daniels? Well, I'll be trying, but it's just not working, guys. (laughs) Is there another story? There sure is. I mean, this one's a little bit of a short story, but I wanted to talk about it. Okay. Um, well, it's not even. It's kind of like an 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 non. No, it's not a non. It's a non-story, but it's a story, I guess. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I wanted to plug our Patreon. Ooh, (laughs) yes. Um, and basically, guys, for our Patreon, um, exclusive last month. We Which did, was April. April, yeah. We did an episode all about our thoughts around, you know, body positivity, the healthy at every size kind of movement, and what we thought about this. Um, it was a very in- interesting discussion. Yeah, more in depth than we're going to get right now because mm-hmm. we're just going to kind of scratch the surface. But I just wanted to to put that out there. Yes. Um, but I guess... We had some th- controversial opinions, potentially. We did, yeah. So you guys are... <laughs> we'll have to check out our Patreon. Yes, check out our Patreon, by mm-hmm. the way. It's only $3 a month. It's starting at $3 a month. Mm-hmm. And um, you get a bonus episode every single month. And you get each episode a week earlier than everybody else. So it's a lot more timely. Yeah. And um, yeah, you get to interact with us more. There's mm. uh, no ads. Yeah. We have the video forms in with no ads. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. So join us on mm-hmm. Patreon and you can get the exclusive episodes. Yeah. Go and listen to our April exclusive. It's mm-hmm. juicy. We got some juicy episodes. On we do. Team. We have some really good ones, mm-hmm. guys. Like we are so, not. We, we don't hold back on yeah. our Patreon page. So I, I suggest you check it out. It's like our only fans. Exactly. Except without the sexual stuff. Without the nudity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason this I guess this story came out. It's about Billie Eilish. And is or, that how you say her name? Or Isla Eilish? Billie Eilish. Eilish. Do you know we her? Can, we can. We're never, so old. We can never say she's the one that sings that song. Yeah, um, bad guy. Yeah. Dur, 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 dur. I actually really like. That I song. love that song. Um. So, I guess she posted. She posted. She was on the cover of Vogue in like a very revealing outfit and Damn, stuff. Damn, girl. Yeah. Can you see? Yeah. So she looks good. And she had like an interview. She was on British Vogue on Saturday wearing uh-huh. like an old Hollywood pinup attire instead of her typical like more baggy um, clothes. And the story is just basically about her um, opening up about beauty standards and her own struggle right. um, with her own beauty image, um, with her own body image. Um, well, and I think she also got in like some weird... God, the world is so terrible, mm-hmm. um, especially to young women. Yeah. Like she... There was a picture of her that I think it was the paparazzi that took yeah. it. And I guess it wasn't the most flattering photo. Mm-hmm. And normally she's wearing like very baggy clothes. Yeah. So I guess she wasn't wearing the baggy clothes. And she looked yeah. fine. She was just, you know, like a healthy girl. Yeah. And um, people were commenting that she was fat or whatever uh. it was. You know, it was just awful. And I'm like, okay, hey, first of all, if you take any pictures of me in random angles, yeah, I'm going to look bad too. Exactly. You know? But this is the thing. This is what this is one thing mm-hmm. I really hate. And this is part of like when it's like a body positivity movement i think it's a uh, that in in that regards like being less critical of each other's bodies that's a huge that's a plus that's That's definitely a plus because there's so many instances like there was what some um, pictures of selena gomez that surfaced oh really were like her in a bathing suit and like she looked fine but paparazzi are so awful yeah but the paparazzi were like oh she's gained weight and blah 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 it's a magazine it's a tabloid yeah are they still doing that stuff i feel like it's gotten a little better but not really no 
because no, I mean, think about like when we were in, like, I think when we were in our like junior high, high school mm. times, it was probably the worst. Mm. That was like when paparazzi was like at its peak, when Britney Spears was like fucking, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were ruthless. They were crazy. They were like, honestly, fucking crazy. Yeah. Like to the point where it was like, they were like, obviously we've all seen it, but like following celebrities around, like taking these unflattering pictures. Like if, if we were celebrities yeah. right now, someone would be photogra- <laughs> photographing us from yeah. across the park with like a and wide angle lens or something. The worst part was I remember, cause like, you know, when you, at, or at the grocery store and you're waiting and then there's always like magazines I never bought magazines but yeah. I would look at them either at the gym the gyms used to have the yeah, magazines yeah I remember you know before we had smartphones and shit yeah uh, wow those were the days and Dang. or like when I'm waiting at the grocery store and that's the only time I'd look at these like celebrity fucking mm. magazines and there would be just like page after page of like being like who has the worst and best bikini body yeah and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It's that's crazy. the worst. And they are just taking pictures of these random celebrities in like doing their own thing. Like, you know, they're yeah. just trying to be on the beach by themselves. So bad. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess she was complaining about not complaining. She was um talking about her struggle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She basically was saying Billy? like <clears throat> um, She's young. Yeah, too. she's only nineteen. Damn, um, she's so young. Yeah. So, hang on, where does it say? Okay, for the photo shoot, A-list traded her signature baggy clothes for old Hollywood pinup attire and Marilyn Monroe-esque golden curls. She's just 19 um, now and was even younger when she said her loose outfits were intentionally chosen so that people could not see and comment on her body. She told Vogue that when she was younger, her body was the initial, the initial reason for my depression. It was Aww. something she has struggled with into adulthood as well. She said um, that last year when paparazzi photos caught her in mm. form-fitting clothes... And the stir that it caused online was really, really frustrating. It made me really offended when people were like, God, look um, good for her for feeling comfortable in her bigger skin. Oh, my God. Even She's that, like, it's like, a, it's not even a compliment. I know. It's, it's like, like a backhanded, backhanded compliment. compliment. And then she was just like, Jesus Christ, good for me. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so that was a story. So I guess she just kind of opened up and, right. and you know, had this kind of like sexy, like Vogue cover right. and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's such a... Oh, it's so rude. Oh, mm. oh, good for you. I'm. So, you must be so proud that yeah. you can you can wear that and feel comfortable. Yeah, like yeah. fuck you, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. That's not even a fucking compliment. Go such, fuck yourself. Such a backhanded mm-hmm. compliment, you know. So anyway, I think, I think, and it, like she's, she, it's not like she's even somebody that like fla- like not that there's anything wrong with flaunting the body as mm-hmm. well but she doesn't even do that she was just doing her own thing fucking you know whatever walking exactly. around and of course people feel the need to like mm-hmm. body shame her and yeah it's crazy but it's just like yeah it is the, the way the media but it's like you can't win with the media because it's like yeah if you show too much body then you're like considered a slut or like mm-hmm. if you don't show any body they're like what are you hiding or like you know what i mean or right if, if you show body and you're a little bit bigger then they're like oh my god you know like they just jump on everything uh-huh. if you're a bit bigger than they're, they're like good for you for being so brave yeah you're so, you're so brave for wearing that i was like fuck yeah i wasn't brave i think i look good in yes. this that's why i wore it. it was nothing about bravery can you imagine? oh my god can you imagine if you wore something and you thought like oh i look good mm-hmm. and then someone's like you're so brave for wearing that <laughs> god damn i slapped that bitch in the face rose by the way no i'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding but it is it's horrible like uh-huh. that's horrible like oh you're brave for doing it's like yeah it's different if it was like something like you actually being brave, you know, I'm not, yeah. not being, well, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But. Like it's not being like, you're, you're basically saying that you look like shit, but yeah. you're brave. You're, you're yeah. Look at your confidence. I'm wow. glad you don't care. You must have how- a really high confidence <laughs> level, self-confidence. I'm really impressed with how much your self-confidence have grown to wear that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's horrible. Like it's actually so bad. Oh God. I, I just can't imagine being so young and famous. Mm-hmm. I think it would be the worst. I think it is the worst. I think, you know, we, we again, like put this, this idea when I was young I wanted to be famous yeah I think everybody does mm-hmm. at some point and you see like all the especially you see now like these youtubers tiktokers trying to like get their mm-hmm. clout and get their 15 minutes yeah. or whatever um but I think you know it does something to you when you're that young thrust into fra- fame mm-hmm. frame <laughs> to fame. fame um that you you know like you were saying we you need time to develop your frontal cortex right mm-hmm. like you're part of your <laughs> is brain is it called the prefrontal cortex i can't remember what I it's called i don't know but, but i have heard yeah. about this before and apparently yeah. that's your brain not is fully, not fully developed until yeah. you're about 25 apparently so and again if you're thrust into these situations and you don't have like a solid base of people around you mm-hmm. this is another issue as well right so like there's too many there's so many things but i you see time and time again people that were really young thrown into the limelight um having serious um yeah issues, issues. later on yeah so 
God damn. God damn. Fame. Don't want you. I, I would. I would. <laughs> I always say this now. Like when I was younger, I was like, I want to be famous and I want to blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, you know, I'll, I won't take the fame, but I'll take the money. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, like, more money, more problems. I know that's true, but also, uh, <laughs> More money, more... Uh, Vacations. Yeah. <laughs> so I think... More money, more food. Yeah. More money, more time, mm-hmm. but not really. More money and new couch. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like my couch. It's growing on me. You know what? It could be bigger. <laughs> it's cozy though, isn't it? How nice would it be I to mean, watch a movie here, you know? It's fine when you're sitting. Yeah. <laughs> But I like to lay down on the couch as well. Mm, mm-hmm. okay. Sometimes not by myself. <laughs> oh, God damn, Rose. Um, Anyways, is there another story? There was one last one. It's, again, another like non-story. Okay, we ain't got much time. I got to go. I know. So this one's a really quick one. Uh, the only reason I brought this one up is it's like kind of a follow-up. So you know how we were... Oh, t- right. We're talking about the Jeff Wittick and the David Dobrik situation. Yeah. So the YouTubers that... Um, are famous mm-hmm. and David Dobrik now infamous. Yes. And Jeff Wittick basically, okay, I'll give you a little summary in case you guys didn't listen to our last episode. Yeah, you give the Jeff summary. Wittick was, um, is also a big YouTuber mm-hmm. and I guess he got into a big accident yeah. where David Dobrik was driving, what is it called? An incub... No, no, it was excavator. <laughs> excavator. Like a big thing with like a thing on the end yes. of the crane. So almost. he decided to do a, like a YouTube like video where yeah. he was filming his friends on this thing and then Jeff Wittick like, uh, hurt his face basically mm. and almost died. I mean, he's still pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's hot. I know he's a good looking. Okay. Man. But what happened with him? So this is just like a follow up to this. So apparently like he's, um, recently he opened up a Patreon account. Got so you can show the, the uncensored. Exactly. Videos. And he's done like a little docu series. He got 37,000 supporters in 10 days. God damn. He'd be, he'd be rolling in the dough. That's insane. Yeah. That's at least 2.2 million in annual revenue. Fuck me. Like that's just incredible. But he was already he was already a pretty big YouTuber, I think. Yeah. And but what was the like what was the kind of uh conclusion from this? Is it David Dobrik's fault? Is it like I know everyone's blaming David Dobrik, which I mean I do blame him as well. Yeah. But also like we discussed in the last episode, mm. I do think, you know, everyone, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a thirty something year old man, mm-hmm. no matter how good looking you may be, yeah. And I still ain't blaming you if you wanna give me a call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be, you know, a 30 something year old man mm-hmm. and you're going to voluntarily go on. Well, this is it. A machine that your friend who's an idiot is driving, is driving um, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And Shame you've just you. seen your other friend go on it. And yeah. she was obviously having some issues. Yeah. You might, you know, it's kind of a collective mm. responsibility. Exactly. It's like every time I get into the vehicle with you, Rose. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> that means you ain't going to sue me. If I get you in an accident. Because, you know, I've seen Rose drive. Yeah. So I just know that, you know, I know the risks that I'm taking yes. when I get into the vehicle. That's the thing. You know, if you get into a vehicle with your friend who is clearly intoxicated, let's say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. It's both your fault. It's obviously there's more fault on the driver. Yeah. If you are an intoxicated driver. Mm-hmm. But you as an individual also, you have to have some sort of responsibility for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Um but anyways, I don't know what happened. So obviously he's, this guy's obviously making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. People love this guy. Yeah, apparently. Um, Because apparently he, I don't, I haven't seen the docuseries. So maybe there's something that we're missing where yeah. he's like the angel and David's the devil. Yeah. But I really do. I, I find the whole internet dynamic to be very interesting because like I mentioned in the last time we talked about this, mm-hmm. I just feel like right now is the time when everybody hates David. Yeah. So everything that he does, it's his fault. Yeah. Anything that comes out with his name on it, it's his fault. Everything he does is psychopathic, sociopathic, mm. fucking evil. Yeah. And it's so funny how that's just completely twisted once you get like a bad name for yourself. Exactly. Well, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, um, I'm trying to think like if somebody... If, even if somebody you know something bad, they're doing something bad, uh-huh. and then you hear about other friends having conflicts with that person, you're automatically going to be like, you have a, a predisposed, right? Predispo- Pre, I can't even speak. <laughs> predisposed position. <laughs> yep, something right? like that. Yeah, I don't I even know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, there's, there's a term. Yeah, I swear I, I did not have any drinks. Um, I think it's just from running. I was like flustered or whatever. Okay, but, Daniel, it's been a while since you've been running. You I can't know. blame the running um, no more. The but yeah, you you already have like an idea in your mind of this yeah. person, right? Like if I got into a massive fight with somebody, yeah. And this person, let's say John, got into a massive fight with another one of your friends and your friend told yeah. you about it. You're automatically going to be like, this John's a dick. Yeah. Even though you might not know the full extent of what happened of in each course. situation. So. Yeah. 
anyway. so we yeah so i mean i'm not saying david is innocent or good or anything like that yeah but i just find that to be funny where you know no n- n- it doesn't seem like many people are saying like jeff maybe you shouldn't have done this you yeah. know like they're completely blaming it's david like, yeah going in on yeah because they're saying oh david I've, I've heard people commenting on this again i yeah. haven't seen the docuseries but they're saying like oh david um David didn't even visit him at the hospital or like they didn't even talk after, after like almost killing his friend. And I'm like, Hey guys, I, again, I get it. Like yeah. he was driving it, but also his friend went on it yeah. knowing that he was driving it. And like, let's be honest here, guys, not saying I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like saying that David shouldn't have visited him in the hospital. But like, again, you have to remember that these YouTube friends, right. Are they really even friends? Are they even friends? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a lot of these people that mm-hmm. are part of these, like, friendship groups and whatever else yeah. a lot of it's just for youtube exactly like, they're just like after mm-hmm. the youtube video is done they're just like okay see you and like yeah. go off in their own way so maybe yeah. I, maybe we should watch the series and see what's going on mm-hmm. should we look at that pretty face and look at that pretty body God damn. <laughs> he's 31 he's around our age that's perfect see why can't we get why can't why can't i meet guys like that he's a very good looking man you know He's a very good looking man. <laughs> anyway, guys, we're, we'll leave you on that. I think you should Google Jeff's picture so you know who we're talking about. <laughs> Jeff Wittick. Yeah. Um, Feel ho- free to slide into my DMs, oh, Jeff. Damn, you're shouting out to him. <laughs> well, you know, we are in the top 50% of podcasts, so he might he might be listening to this one, Rose. Um, oh, God, I'm dying. But as always, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, if you aren't already, please uh, follow us on whatever uh, podcast platform you are listening to them on. Um, follow us on Patreon. Join oh, yeah. our Patreon. Yeah. Guys, we need to beat this Jeff character. I know. He has 37,000 supporters in 10 days. God That's $2.2 million in annual revenue. Come on, let's get us to 37,000. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do we have to smash our face in to do, <laughs> yeah, for this to happen? We do. Do you want to drive something, Danny? Do you want to smash my face oh, in? God damn, I thought you would be the driver. <laughs> That's right. I can't ruin this beautiful yeah, face. Exactly. Just be a money maker. Um, <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, so yeah, check out our Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash The Savage Podcast. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the smash that like button. Smash the like smash button, the like button for button. the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. And um, <laughs> hit subscribe if you aren't already. Uh, and show us some love in the comment section. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Are um, you monogamous? Do you yeah. believe in monogamy? <laughs> Do you believe in monogamy, guys? Uh-huh. Like that's a it's a good question. It's a legitimate question. Yes. So um enjoy the rest of your week, guys, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.